Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Audio Stew. In today's episode you'll be hearing a discussion I had between a few of my exchange student friends. We have Jill who is from Germany and Shota who is from Thailand originally and then he also moved to Japan um, but now he is in America studying. It was a really awesome conversation. We got to talk about each of our cultures and sort of the differences and similarities between them. Um, really just super engaging and interesting to learn about. And so I hope you guys really enjoy it. We also talk about study abroad and what are some of the challenges and uh, rewards of doing so. So if you ever think of studying abroad, this way you'll have a little bit more perspective on what that's like. And then yes, finally, we do also talk about the current coronavirus COVID-19 situation um, and sort of just how it's affecting our personal lives in addition to how it's affecting the people of our home countries. I would also encourage you to stay tuned till after the episode where I will make a few corrections um, slash comments slash updates on just different things that were said during the discussion. This was recorded roughly three weeks ago, so there's a couple updates to different things that were said, but for now, just enjoy and please stick around till afterwards to hear some more. everybody welcome to the podcast today uh i am joined by jill selena and shota and unfortunately johnson um couldn't something was messed up with his audio so i'm gonna have to record him separately um hopefully that'll work out and i can just add it in afterwards um so it'll be kind of like a discussion with us and then a brief discussion with Johnson. But to get things started, why don't we go with um, Shota? Why don't you go first? Um, I want you to introduce yourself, like say, say like your name, like your full name, uh, your country, your major like your family, anything we should know about you, but do like a really brief um, summary of like just a very brief introduction of yourself, but do it in your own language. Does that make sense? In my own native language, you mean? Yeah, you have to do it in Thai. Just introduce yourself in Thai. Well, is it okay if I introduce it in Japanese? Yeah. If it's easier in Japanese. Yeah, go for it. Now, can I say it in English? Yeah, so give us the actual... What did you say? So I said, my name is Shota Suzuki. Nice to meet you. And that's really brief. Okay, good. Okay, so your name is Shota. Where are you from, Shota? You've lived in well, a few different places. Well, my nationality... Oh, sorry, what were we saying? You've lived in a few different places, so it might be a little bit confusing, but just you explain. Yeah, as Kurt says, I was living in multiple countries, and my nationality is Japanese, but I was born and raised in Thailand, and I am currently studying aviation at University of Nebraska at Kearney. My father is Thai and my mother is Japanese. And I am the only child in my family. 
which technically speaking, I have a dual citizenship of both Thai and Japanese. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else we should know about you, Shota? Or is that, is well, that good? Just like a fun fact. If they were to know more about me, I have so many hobbies. Like I enjoy watching videos or actually driving cars, flying airplanes. I also enjoy reading. And my favorite sports are karate. I'm a black belt. And mm-hmm. I've been swimming for more than 10 years. Wow. You've been doing a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. I've done like nothing. Um, awesome. Okay, Jill, why don't you introduce yourself um, in your in your own language briefly? Hi, my name is Jocelyna. I come from Deutschland. Yeah, I said hi. My name is Jocelyna, and I'm from Germany. Nice. Okay. Um, Jill, okay, so you're from Germany. What is your major? What's some stuff about your family and just anything else we should know about you? Just kind of introductory stuff. Okay, so my major is sports communication, and I also work as a sports reporter in Germany. And as Shota, I am the only child in my family. Oh, you too. We're yes. both only child. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> I I am the um, second youngest of six kids in my family, so I am not an only child. <laughs> wow. I have a big family. Awesome. Jill, is there anything else we should know about you? I can tell you my hobbies. I like, so I enjoy horse riding and dancing and singing. And I did ballet for more than 10 years. Wow. So... Good grief. I So normally I joke when I start these about like having people on who are qualified, you know, to talk about things or whatever. And I always be like, yeah, I have no qualifications because I haven't done anything. But good grief. You guys have done a lot. You like dance, horse riding, swimming. And I like, I don't know, I did baseball one year when I was like 12 or something. <laughs> like i've done nothing that's crazy that's still good for you because take well because i'm mostly i mostly did like individual sports like swimming and karate and a bit of a jogging or running you did at least you did baseball but i'm actually bad at baseball in fact when it gets to ball sports i'm out you can't do anything I cannot I do anything. That. I can't do anything in basketball. I'm so bad at it. I actually I've have done s- I have done things in my life, but just, you know, not <laughs> things for 10 years. Yeah. Sorry, what were we going to say? Maybe Jill? maybe you were just too busy with all your siblings. Oh, that's a very good point. That's <laughs> that's why I had to I had to keep track of my older siblings that, you know, keep them in check from getting out of trouble. Um, awesome. Okay. So today we are going to be talking, uh, about culture, um, in addition to a couple different other things, but I wanted to start with talking about culture and I can try and interject a little bit, uh, as far as what like American society is like, if you guys, 
don't know or if you're curious. Um, but in general, I'm going to be mostly just talking to you two and curious what you guys uh, have to say about your own culture because most people listening to this already know what American culture is like, if that makes any sense. Um, so to start with, I don't care which one of you goes first, but I want to know, so we have Germany and then Shota, do you want to, you said you grew up more in Thailand, right? Yeah. So about your culture question. Yeah. My talk could be quite long if that's yeah. okay. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, what, Shota, you grew up. When did you move to Thailand? Just to clarify real quick. Born and raised until I was 15. And then from 16, I moved to a boarding school in Japan. Oh, okay. So you were born yeah. in Thailand. And raised. Okay. And then you moved to Japan. Okay. I got you now. So I'm going to leave that up to you. Actually... Actually, no, I'm not, because I already talked with Keitro about Japanese culture. So if you could remember, let's talk about Thai culture um, okay. whenever you talk. But yeah, first question in regards to either Germany or Thailand. What is family like in your home country? Like, are your, are your grandparents and cousins and stuff, are you guys all really connected or... Not really. Um, what are kind of like family expectations as far as caring for each other? Like, are you more expected to be independent? Are you supposed to care for your parents? Um, questions like that. Uh, so just wherever you want to go from there, talking about family in your culture. So I think, I think family in Germany is really important, but I'm, so I'm more close to my parents and to my grandparents, and I don't do things with my cousins or with my uncles very often. I just see them on birthdays or, yeah, something like that, or on Christmas or Easter, but with my grandparents and my parents, I'm very close, and I, I see them at least once a week and um yeah you see your grandparents once a week yes oh so wow. they, okay. they they live very close i just need to work like five minutes to okay. get to them so is that um like both sides of your family like your mom's grand or your mom's parents and your dad's parents or just like one of them um, it's more with my mom's grandparents because okay. so when I grew up, my mom was very busy with working. So I was, I spent most of my time with my grandparents. And so they were like my, actually like my real parents because yeah. I had to take care of me. They, yeah, I spent a lot of time with them. So is that, um, do you think that's common at all in Germany to have things like that? Or is that just... I think it's really common. So all my friends, they are also very close with their grandparents. Um, I guess it also depends on the family. So maybe 
in one family you do more things together with your cousins as well mm -hmm. um but parents and grandparents are very important in germany okay do you have um like i know in japan when i was talking with keitro they have like a different type of language i don't remember what it's called like a different dialect or whatever to address their um elders does germany have that at all like is it more respectful or is it just kind of the same okay so you mean when i talk to my family members no when you talk to your grandparents like older people okay so i talk to my grandparents as i would talk to my friends okay so it's not like i have to use different words and be very polite to them it's just very casual and just yeah, as I will talk to friends. Okay, that's cool. Um, Shota, what about you? What do you think family is like in Thailand? Well, every obviously every family, despite the country, differs. And according to my part of my part of the family in Thailand is that we have a strong connection with our extended families, and especially with all my uncles and aunts, they actually live in a town about an hour away from or two by car from Bangkok, Thailand, where my parents live. And whenever mm -hmm. I have a school holiday or whenever my parents have work, don't have work off, like whenever they ha are on vacation, I can see that they always try to spend time with our extended families and show care for each other, especially giving attention to grandparents, cousins, nephews and niece. And yeah, obviously we spend time together during our vacation times. So it's very, it's a lot more connected, you would say, um, with your extended yeah, family. Yeah, I would say. Do, do, do you have the... Um, dialect of like the the formal or like respectful address in thailand for your elders both in both in thai and japanese language it can like vary depending on whom are we speaking to like if our let's say for example if i'm talking talking to a guy who is at least a year older or at least have one one year experience in our work or study field we have mm -hmm. to use a different language compared to our same age friends or younger friends okay um another question for either of you uh in your culture do in your culture do families like shota you said your your extended family is more connected do they ever live yeah. together so, like, do your cousins or your grandparents live in the same house that you grew up in, or? Well, actually, not. We grew no. up. We live and grew up in a separate house, but we always try to find time to try to get together. Okay, gotcha. I think that's in um, Spanish culture. That's a common thing where grandparents will live with the family. Um, awesome. So, what about what about society? Uh, so in America, it kind of depends on where you are. Um, I would say in the Midwest, which is kind of like the central part of America, 
Um, people are generally, generally more open. Uh, they're more friendly. Um, you know, you drive, driving in Nebraska is, you'll notice things like people will like give you like the finger wave or whatever while you're driving. That's a very common thing. Um, but if you were to go to one of the coasts, so either West Coast or East Coast, generally you get to a lot bigger cities and in bigger cities, people are a bit more reserved, kind of like focused just on themselves. So that might be just a dynamic of like big city versus small city. But what would you say in your country, like are people in general, are they more friendly are they more reserved? Do they, do they like say hi to you on the street, even if they don't know you or do they just don't talk at all? Things along those lines. In Germany, the people are definitely more reserved. So I would never say hi to a stranger on the street okay. and yeah, never. So we would never do it. So I think the Germans are more like focused on themselves and not very open. They are friendly, but not very open. And it's like, you don't want to talk to someone on the street. You just want to do your own things and um, don't want to talk to anyone. And you would also never ask someone like, hi, how are you? So if you would see someone that you know, you would just say hi and mm -hmm nothing more hmm so it most of the time it's like i don't need to like start a conversation with you like if if i know you i will acknowledge that you exist but then just kind of move on is that sort of i mean when you meet a good friend you will talk to them of course or a family yeah. member but people that you just know a little bit or strangers you would never talk to them okay i guess that what how how big is the town that you grew up in jill i think there are about three hundred thousand people okay so that's like for me where i grew up that's like a that is a a really what a really small big city for me like that's the smallest of big cities for me. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, and that you maybe have more people reserved and friendly, but I don't know. Okay. So in general, though, you think more reserved? Yeah. It also depends a little bit on where you are in Germany. So I'm from the north. And I think in the south, the people are more friendly but you would still don't say hi how are you to a stranger mm -hmm. why do you think that is do you have any idea why do you think that people are more reserved versus being friendly hmm, i think it's so the germans are very busy and they are working really hard and they always want to be on time and i think it's just because lots of people don't have much time and they just sometimes they're very stressed or they have to do a lot of things and i just 
I think they're just focused on themselves because of that. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, that that's how a lot of places are in America too, where people are just like, I just have to get to work on time and that's kind of all they're focused on. But that makes sense. Shota, what uh, what do you think about Thailand? Are people more more reserved or more friendly? Generally speaking, Thailand is a country of smiles, which means society there is very friendly. But unlike the Nebraskan cultural society you mentioned, many mm-hmm. people are reserved, as in like they don't really smile and wave or say hello to strangers it's just that this kind of a smiling society happens only among people we know at least uh, acquaintance or friend yeah i'll say at least acquaintance we always use this smiling culture and also we set a very high value of the forgive and forget forgive and forget etiquette if you know what i mean I know what you mean, but do you want to explain what you mean? Well, even if somebody were to make a really small mix mistake, that is not a big deal. Even America, I have recognized that Americans will just let it go, say it's not a big deal, it's not a big mistake. And Thailand is somewhat similar to that. It's just that they smile and forgive easily and say, don't worry, there's always next time and stuff. Yeah, which is what I mean by forgiving and forgetting about the mistakes is also the biggest etiquette we we keep to ourselves. Okay. Jill, what do you think about Germany as far as um, forgive and forget since Shota brought it up? It depends on the mistake that you did. So I think when you... It's not really the same. I think some Germans are very, so when you make a mistake, they would be very angry for a long time. Mm. So it's not like, oh no, it's it's okay, you're good. So I think it's not quite the same. So what it, okay, let's say we were walking on the street, okay, and I accidentally bumped into you. Is that just like no big deal or what? what do you think? It depends on the person, so someone would just say, oh no, you're fine, it's okay. But some people would get would, yeah, get very angry and would just say something that is maybe not very friendly to you. Like, like but some, yeah, I think some people would say something. Hmm. Has that ever happened to you, like walking in Germany? Did you ever bump into someone or something similar to that? And they got really mad at you? Yes. For example, so during Christmas, we have like the big Christmas markets in Germany and it's very, very busy. And um, I bumped into a guy and he had like a hot drink. And so, (laughs) yeah, some of his drink um, was on his hand and he was like, so he was very angry and he was like screaming to me. Like, oh what goodness. the hell were you thinking? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Shota, what if 
it what a similar situation in Thailand. Do you think it'd be the same? Would he start if you bumped into someone, spilled their hot drink, would they start cussing you out or would they what would they do? Well, actually the example you brought up about accidentally bumping it to each other that actually kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of how dangerous Thailand is as in like someone can intentionally can like bump onto you actually intentionally so that they are actually aiming for your possession like your valuables your phone mm-hmm. your wallet oh some people can group up and actually one person can bump onto one onto a victim and then they also they seem like they're like peacefully forgiving each other and they say oh no it's okay no big deal and then while that victim is talking to that that person another person who is on that team might go and and secretly try to pickpocket hmm i see i know so, many of these cases that happen in bangkok especially the capital city which i lived in so the, okay you lived in a really big this. city then how big is bangkok yeah. do you know how many people at least 5 million Okay. I don't know the exact numbers, but at least five million. So, so basically, what you're saying is there's a lot of friendly faces, but there's also still some some shady people who might, you know, try and steal from you and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would. So it, it's so weird. Like I think it really depends on where you live in America. Like across the world okay no matter where you go you're going to run into people who get really angry really easy right and you'll also run into people who are super chill and it's like you know it's fine you know you didn't mean to but i'd say in america it really just depends on where you live like me personally if someone bumped into me and spilled my drink like If it was just on my hand, I'd be like, "Ah, that's hot." No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> and but then, you know, if they spilled it on my shirt and it's all over my clothes and stuff, I might be like, like panicking a little bit, but still, me personally, I'd just be like, "All right, they didn't mean to, you know. It's it is what it is." How about a fun thing? Okay, what makes what makes your culture unique? Um, so, like. In America, there's a lot of like the stereotypes, right? So the stereotypes for America are things like football, um, hot dogs, a lot of celebrities, uh, patriotism, like you know, go America. Like that's kind of you know, at least from my perspective, that's what I think about when people like make stereotypes about America. Um, Don't forget French fries. French fries. I mean. Yeah, French fries. You know, freedom. You know, the guns, Second Amendment. You know, those are those are all kinds of things that like people associate with America. So what what would you say? What do you think people associate with your country? Like, what are stereotypes in your country? And then, like, what is life actually like? Like, are those stereotypes true? Um, Or things like that. I don't know much about Thailand, like because I don't know if we talk about Thailand a lot in America. 
we don't talk about Germany a lot either. I think people generally think, though, Germany is more um, stoic, I think. So, like, people are, like, very, like, not as emotional or something. That's probably the only stereotype I think that we have from America that I can think of off the top of my head. But what what is society actually like in regards to those things? I wouldn't say that people from Germany are not very emotional. I mean, they are emotional, but okay, maybe the problem is that they cannot show it very well. Um, and yeah, what's so I think everyone associates with Germany beer, potatoes, Oktoberfest, and also soccer. Um, but actually, the Oktoberfest is just in the south of Germany, so in the north or middle of Germany, we don't celebrate the Oktoberfest, and I've never been to the Oktoberfest, but I think everyone thinks that in Germany, we just eat pretzels and drink beer and wear those leather pants but it's not like that <laughs> and also the Oktoberfest is just for four weeks in the year and on the other days you would not wear like the leather pants and dildos and all the all those kind of things so but I think all the people they when they think about Germany they think okay yeah they just wear those things all the time and but it's not like that <laughs> We wear normal clothes. <laughs> it's like the, like the, what's the classic, like the, the white shirt with like the suspenders and the green or something. Is that, yes. is that what the stereotype is? I might be yeah, confusing. Uh, I think that's what, you got like a hat on maybe? I don't know. Yes, with a feather on the side. But yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, but it's just in south. Of Germany, so we don't celebrate Oktoberfest in the north. So what, what is it actually like, like a, a daily life in Germany in general? Mm -hmm. I think it's quite the same as in America. So people go to work or to university or to school, and after that they're doing their hobbies and meet friends. So it's not very different from the life here in the u.s so you have your own i mean every culture has their own traditions and stuff but in general you think it's pretty similar to america yeah i mean we have kind of this so we celebrate christmas like people in america um, so it's not really a big difference okay do you guys have thanksgiving no we no, don't have no, thanksgiving no, I'm, I'm sorry that was a stupid question that's that's only in america anyway um yeah shota what do you think stereotypes in thailand what do people normally associate well I'm not quite sure what you mean by the stereotypes in thailand because we usually don't use that term compared to America but 
I believe that I've mentioned on the for on the previous question that Thailand has a high value of our specific etiquette or specific society and culture. Mm-hmm. But if I were to answer your question about how unique Thailand is, is that at least 90% or more of the Thai citizens have a Buddhist religion. So if you go to Bangkok, Chiang Mai, or wherever city, there are Buddhist temples everywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And what's more, you could see Buddhist monks w- walking on the streets out of nowhere. They just like appear out of nowhere. This is how conservative about Buddhist religion Thailand are. And also, the Thai national anthem is played daily at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Oh, really? Like, officially through radio, TVs, and any other media connections. And once that national anthem is played, and if citizens... Every citizens that hear this national anthem at those two times of the day, all citizens should stand still if possible. I know mm. it's impossible while driving, or I know it's impossible when. Yeah, I'll use driving as as an example. Yeah. If you're not driving, and if you can hear this national anthem somewhere in the speakers or where the media is connected, we all have to stand still to show respect. Okay, so you think both. So religion and patriotism are both very high oh, values. Yeah, right. Patriotism. Okay. In Germany, we never play the national anthem just for soccer games. So before a soccer game, <laughs> yeah, but we would never play it like on every day or for. Yeah, it's really just no. It's really just before soccer games. <laughs> Well, soccer games in Thailand, of course, but yeah, nearly every time. It shows how Thai people are really respecting their mother country and mm-hmm. stuff. We don't... So we we also play our anthem before most sporting events. That's pretty universal, I think. Um, other than that, like we don't... We don't play the anthem a lot, but like kids, kids in schools... Um, in some places still do like pledge of allegiance every day. Um, so like they pledge allegiance to like the flag of America. Um, but that's, that depends on the school. I think some people implement it, other people don't, but. And by speaking of that, Thailand actually pledge allegiance to the monarchy, like the King of Thailand and wherever that actually happens. Before while the school has its starting ceremony and this may sound surprising but in movie theaters and and cinemas before the movie starts we all have to stand up for pledging allegiance to the monarchy of thailand what does that sound surprising yeah i didn't know that it sounds surprising but yeah but it's actually true what and in some and in some concerts or dramatic shows, when people gather and sit down, we always pledge allegiance to the monarchy. Wow. My big question is that apart from 
maybe at schools or yeah as as Kurt mentioned many students pledge allegiance to the flag at schools before mm-hmm. all the class start are there any other occasions where pledging of allegiance is conducted in America um off the top of my head no um that's generally the the most common thing you'll see i would i would maybe say there maybe is like a some for like some government proceedings they might do that um but really it's it's not not that common i don't know patriotism in america is kind of different it's so what you're describing is very is very structured right you have okay we're gonna play the anthem this time say the pledge at this time like it's it's constant it sounds like um in america it's more of a general attitude i think like so we maybe like we'll play the anthem before a sport right but outside of that we have things like you know people have the american flag in front of their yard um you know we even you know we wear it on our clothes we have american flags on our clothes um people you know make like they make jokes about like the bald eagle or things like that or we have all these like symbols um that are very common you know like the eagle the flag like liberty bell um white house all those things and those are very like we don't have like a set time to be like let's listen to the anthem or whatever but it's kind of just everywhere like there's patriotism everywhere i guess and people just in general love being here i think and so that's why you know and especially there's some people who like america has a lot more freedoms than a lot of countries so another common thing you know is like guns like to us like guns in america that's like patriotism right um so you know if you're from texas you know like all about the guns you know and so those are those are kind of things where like people love america people want to defend america um in general but i don't know we don't have like the same structure at all that i think thailand does in that regard in germany you would never see a german flag in the yard in front of a house there are no flags Hmm. really nowhere (laughs) And we also don't, we would never have clothes with our flags on it. I mean, if I see American clothes with the American flag, I think it's cool, but I would never wear this with my German flag. That depends also on who you are. Um, I think some of the older generation um, might think that that's disrespectful to have that on your clothing um to and so that's a little bit iffy but i think a lot of the younger generation is like just everything red white and blue you know fourth of july that's our huge celebration in america right so i don't know it's i don't think it's as formal but it's a 
very strong attitude of patriotism. The military is also very like people associate that in America with patriotism is being in the army or the Marines or like being a Navy SEAL or something like that. Jill, would yeah. you like to explain like what the colors of the German flag represent? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I really don't know. So we have black, red, and gold, but I never thought about the meaning of the colors. So I oh, really, really don't, yeah, I really don't know. Oh. I mean, it's I because, I think it's because people are not very into our flags because I think it's because of the history of a German history that people are not like, oh, I have to show my flag. And so actually we also never talked in school, like in our history classes about our flag. So oh. I really don't know. So, but it's a good question. So, but I really never thought about it. I see. Does Thailand have some unique meaning associated with the colors there, Shota? Of course. And Japan too. Mm-hmm. What, it, what what is it okay first i'll explain about the color meaning of the flag of the flag of thailand mm -hmm. does both of you know what does the flag of thailand look like i do not off the top of my head know what it looks like wait a second oh okay you have a picture of it i could just google it too but you're not sure <laughs> okay guys so what i've brought here with me is the actual flag of thailand oh okay so wait, yours is so, yours is red, white, and blue also. Yep, red, white, and blue, just like the states. But okay. I think the colors are different. The red of the Thai flag represents the blood of the Thai citizen, and the white mm -hmm. represents the Buddhist culture, like the Buddhist religion. They are mostly represent as. Although, if you when I say Buddhist religion, many people think of it as a gold color. But actually, the, according to the Buddhist religion scriptures, many Buddhist servants all, wear white, all wore white robes, which is why they use white as the Buddhist representing color. And the blue represents monarchy. Hmm. The kings and queens of Thailand. So the, the flag in America, um, I did... My memory is a little bad. We did talk about this in high school. Um, as far as symbols go, like you have obviously there's there's 50 stars on the flag, which represent the 50 states. And then there are 13 stripes, which represent the original 13 colonies. So those symbols, most people know. In regards to colors, um, it's not the same as Thailand. I know that for sure. I believe the colors are just supposed to be representative of like very common associations with colors um i don't think that there's a specific meaning to some of them i could be wrong on that i'd, I'd have to go back and look but like white is generally associated with peace and so that's why there's white on the flag um and then red and blue also have meanings that i can't remember off the top of my head i want to say like uh 
not not, not royalty because that's generally purple. Um, maybe freedom. Freedom, I think, is one of them. And I don't remember off the top of my head. But there there are meanings I think associated with the colors, but they're not the same as Thailand. Gotcha. Both of you know what Japan flag look like, right? Yeah, it's the the big old red dot and the white flag. Wait, yeah, there... that yeah, yeah, red right. circle in the Japan flag represents the sun. It's mostly like Japan that time was considered the first Asian country to receive the sun from the east, which mm. is why if you write Japan in the Chinese in Chinese characters, it's like sun and the base. So it's like the base of the sun. Oh. The country that has the base of the sun. And that's why the flag represents the sun. That's very cool. We did not talk about that with Keiichiro. So we got a new Japanese fact. Nice. Ready for this question? Okay. What is one thing about American society that you like better than your own society? If you really can't think of one, say none. But I really like that the people just strain, stranger a stranger would talk to you on the street and just say something to you and um, yeah, I really like that. Okay. I would I would like to have this in Germany, like just talk to some people and say hi, how are you? And yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And that I think that still depends on where you live in America, but definitely in the Midwest, that is a very common thing. What about you, Shota? What's one thing you like more about American culture? What I really like about American culture is that people know how to talk each other very well. In fact, they are very good conversationalists. Not just that, but what Americans care about the most, according to my point of view, is diversity. Not just diversity about the difference of nationalities, but difference of races as well. Mm -hmm. Especially whenever we try to register our ourselves, like our names, our personal information to, let's say, the state of Nebraska when we apply for a driver's license. And not just that, but when we apply for nearly everything here. Mm-hmm into an official document they also even ask our race mm. and the, the part that they try to ask our race could mostly mean that for for my understanding is that many americans respect e- each other's ra- races mm-hmm. yeah where the heritage is very um in general people make a they make it a point to you know where you're from matters. Um, like you, America is, America is a little bit unique because it's sort of like, it, it's sort of like a melting pot where like, kind of like a little bit of the whole world was kind of like all in America, just cause you see a whole bunch of different people from different countries. And I don't know, is that like that in your countries too? Are there a lot of foreigners um in your country or is it mostly just just germans and just thai people or are there a lot of other people as well we have people from other countries as well but 
most of the people in Germany are Germans. And for example, when I had to fill out all the documents to come here, um, I was really wondered about the question about my race because in Germany, no one would ask you that question. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. So is that the one that, because they usually ask two questions. They ask where you're from and then like your race, which is kind of confusing because sometimes that's talking about like a specific culture and sometimes it's talking about like your skin color. So that's, that's a little bit confusing. I don't even totally, I'm trying to remember what, like if I had my driver's license out, I'd, it would probably ask my race and it'd probably just say white, I would assume. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, it's a little bit confusing. I don't totally get that. I like what showed us talking about how people want to respect that like where you're from matters, but also I don't know if we, if we actually do that, like it's, it's a little bit confusing. What's one thing you like better about your own society? Well, in Japan, I'm not quite sure if Keiichiro told you this, but what I really like about Japanese culture and society is that many people value time very much. Like, if I were to give an example, Japanese public transportations are so punctual that if the bus or the train or whatever public transport you think of arrives or departs one minute late, one minute late, the crew apologizes to the passengers. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure about other countries, but in America, if public transport arrives late, they just think it's the norm. But mm -hmm. in Japan, that is abnormal. You have to be at least on time or early. Because if in Japan, even if you were to go to a meeting or if you were to meet someone at a specific time, even if you're like at least even five minutes late is a very big deal. Mm. We might, in worst case, we might lose trust mm. like, among each other. So. Yeah, America, it depends um, in general, not as, like, it really depends on what you're doing. So, like, if we were to schedule, like, hey, let's come hang out. Um, if you're 10 minutes late or something like that, you know, if it's one of your friends, it's going to be like, all right, whatever, dude, it's fine. You know, just meet me when you get there. But if you are... 10 minutes late to like a job interview you're probably not getting the job like so it, it depends a little bit on what it is i think um but you do like you like the more punctual part in japan and thailand yeah actually when i was a freshman here at unk i was arriving at events or classes at least 10 minutes before and i feel like many people are way behind me mm -hmm. and that made me like you know right now start to become loose among punctuality i arrived like one or two minutes before mm -hmm. and i thought if i go back to japan if i'm like this 
it's just gonna go, I might face a problem. So I might have to. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm afraid of that way. Although I respect punctuality. Yeah, I... In general, like, I mean, I'll be... I'm never... I shouldn't say never. I'm very rarely am I ever like late to class, but a lot of times I will come in with like one minute before class starts. Like it's just, and it depends. Like if I have time, then like I'll leave early, but a lot of times I'm doing other stuff and I'm like, all right, fine. I'll have to go to class now. It's not like I better make sure I better be at class on time. That might depend a little bit on who you are in America, but in general, not mm-hmm. as punctual, I would think. You were my classmate last semester, right? For history mm. class. Yeah. That's what happens to me if you live in the States for at least two years, if you know yeah. what I mean. Well, I, sometimes you were, you were like, I think early on in the semester, if I remember right, you were like one of the first ones there. And then like, as the semester went on, it was like, Oh no, Shota's late again or something like that. I don't know if that's right, but yeah. Yep, that's completely true. Okay. The same happened to me. So in my first week, I was always on time. I was there around 10 minutes, 10 minutes before the class started. But um, then I just I just arrived one minute mm-hmm. before class or yeah. Is Germany as punctual you would say germans are very they always so they really like to be on time but for example the public transportations Mm -hmm. they are not always on time and they would never apologize when they are one minute late or two minutes late for example the german so the trains like for deutsche bahn they are very 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 late very often like two hours or five hours and five hours five hours late what i had that last year i was visiting a friend and on my trip to my friend and on my trip back home so i had once i had two hours a delay for two hours and on the way back it was five hours was that for oh my goodness was that for an airplane or like a bus no it was a train a train wow Yes. Also for a bus. I was waiting four hours for a bus once in the rain. Oh. And no oh, one no. will apologize. And oh, no. no one will apologize. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. It is. <laughs> I don't... I think in America, if if something is, like, severely late, you'll probably get an explanation. So, like, if... If, um... Like if you're riding the subway, uh, and this is this is me speaking from Nebraska, where there are no like the only subways around here they sell <laughs> sandwiches. Um, but if you were to go to the subway in like a like a train in big city, like you'll probably get an explanation like, "Oh, why did the train stop early?" or something. Like someone will come on and be like, "Hey, this is what's wrong. We'll fix it. Sorry." But it's like a kind of like in between maybe where you might get an explanation, but not necessarily like a, it's not a huge deal kind of. Yeah. So we also get an explanation, but yeah, you have to deal with it and the driver of a bus or 
uh, the driver of a train, they would not say, oh, I'm so sorry. And no, it's just, yeah. Jill, what's one thing you like more about Germany than America? One thing I like more about Germany is that people are more honest. So I always feel like when someone is asking me, how are you? And I would say, oh, I'm not good. They don't want to know the reason. Mm. So I think they're just saying it. It's just like, hi, how are you? It's just like, they just say hello in this way. But when you would tell them, oh, I'm not good. And then you would give them an explanation. I think they wouldn't care about it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, I totally maybe, understand what you're saying, though. Maybe that's the reason why, why Germans don't ask it, because they don't know, don't want to know, so they don't ask you. That's a very good point. Like, some, like, <laughs> if you're going to ask, how are you, like, and they look like they're kind of sad, maybe don't ask, how are you, or something like, you know, unless you want to, like, help or something, you know. Hmm. I, I, I think I have to agree with you on that one. I wish people, the one thing that drives me nuts, like, is when someone asks, you know, how's it going? And they say, like, good. And then they ask back, how's it going? And you say, good. And yeah, then I mean, on. that's so stupid. <laughs> no, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, it... I'm one, it's kind of like just unnecessary, like casual, like formalities. Like it, it's just usually what we say to start a conversation. Um, yeah, to start a conversation, but then the conversation ends after that Christian. Yeah, yeah. Or, or <laughs> so. they don't actually talk about how they're, they're feeling. They just talk about, you know, the, the football game or something else that's not related because they don't want to know. That's, that is one thing I don't, I don't always like about America is a lot of times people, people don't care about what's going on necessarily like with your personal life. Like, I mean, your friends do a lot of times, but just in general, like if someone were to ask you, how are you? They don't really want to know how are you? Or they just kind of want to know, like just, it's just social society is just made it acceptable that the answer is just, good because we don't want to like disturb the peace or anything like that so if you were to ask someone you know how are you and they would say actually i had a really crummy day i was just late to class and then my dog died and then all these other things and they'd be like oh i i'm so sorry and then they'd probably just like say something and then try and walk away like that's kind of that's kind of how it is in a lot of cases i would say yeah, once I talked to a girl that I know from a class and I was sick at that time and she asked me, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, not so good. But she did not reply to that and didn't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> it was confusing. Well, it is because <laughs> most Americans don't know how to respond when the answer is not good. Like, because if it's like, how are you? 
oh, I'm doing bad, then suddenly you have to realize like, oh no, I just asked them a question. I didn't actually want to know. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a little bit weird. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I think that's kind of stupid. Like I it's weird because I I like how in general people want to stay positive. Like I think that's good, but I wish that people wouldn't people wouldn't lie. So like even if like cuz me personally if someone were to ask how are you and I'm not doing well, like I might say good because I don't want to talk about it and neither do they. Right. But if I actually did want to talk about it, I would probably say something like, you know, it's, I'm actually not doing so great right now, but I, we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Cause then there's a lot of people, they don't actually want to talk about it, but if it is someone like who cares about you, then, then you can have an honest discussion. But in general, like, I think that's probably not as common. I mean, as I said, I like the fact that people are more open in the States and they are, they would just talk to you. But yeah, I just wished it would be more honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Shoda, you have anything like that in Thailand? In Thailand, there is a similar situation of that as many people are honest with each other. But instead of greeting each other and after that we ask, how are you? According to my point of view, I think people just, you know, just finish their greeting with just a hello or a good day or a good morning. They barely ask how are you unless they are like really close friends or good friends. I suppose. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this question? Which one? Ready for what? Are you ready for this? Okay. Which one do you like better? If you had to pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which culture? Your own culture or America? Actually, I like American culture more than both Japan and Thailand. You would pick America? Yeah. All right, Shota picks America. Oh, I would go with America, too. You would also do America? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that for both of you? Oh, for me... Personally, I think it's just because I lived so many years in Germany and it's nice to have something different and new. And so I'm like more interested in the American culture. So that's why I would pick it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Shoda, why would you pick America? Well, as mentioned... Americans respect each other's diversity and they are really good conversationalists. And also what I've noticed about the big difference between Asian cultures like Japan and Thailand and America is that America has only, well, 
technically two languages, English and Spanish. Well, generally English, but English mm-hmm. has only one type of yep. language. But both Japan and Thailand have languages that are used to show respect and being polite to others, to those that are older than you. If I were to be honest with you, I don't really like that culture because、mm. we are all human beings and we all deserve to be treated equally.、Mm. And the Japanese, especially in the Japanese culture of having to respect someone who has more experience or, or, or older than you, if our relation could be really close, Why bother use a language that has to show respect to others?、Uh, It's like keeping a distance to each other, and that doesn't really, you know, show our love and affection towards others.、Hmm. It may sound great as if, like, we all, as a human being, we all want to be respected and we all want to have a high self esteem. But I would consider a true respect and high self esteem is that we both are, you know, our relationship is most important.、Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we are all the same human beings, we all deserve to be treated equally and we all deserve hugs. <laughs> and <laughs> the way of speaking, the way of the language used in. Especially in the Japanese language, that kind of like, affection towards others cannot really be seen,、mm. which is why I love American culture the best. I do. I like how there are. So in America, there are a lot of like terms of endearment or whatever. So, like your, your grandpa or grandma. You don't necessarily have to be formal with them. In fact, you might have like a special name for them where you call them like Nana or Papa or things like that.、Um, I would say, like, I, I like how there are, I, I like to show respect to people who are older than me. So, like, I will a lot of times call, especially like if I'm working or something. Like, if there's a man who's older than me, I'll say, like, hello, sir, or yes, ma'am. Like, sir and ma'am. That's kind of like the only two, like, more respectful terms, I guess, that you might use for an older person. But in general, it's more friendly. Because I like, I like showing respect to people who have more experience than me. That's kind of like, for me, that makes me a little bit more humble because I'm like, I've only been around the world. I've only been here for 20 years, you know, where my grandma has been here for 80 years, right? She's been here four times longer than I have. So there's a certain amount of respect of like, I should, you know, she probably knows what she's talking about, like, because she's been around for a long time. But also the friendliness, I think if you lose that in the respect, then, then it's probably not a good thing. So. I would refer to sir and ma'am to obviously older p e r s o n that are usually strangers or acquaintances or university professors. But gr- like, gram- like grandparents are obviously their families, no matter how many years we've lived together. 
as long as you've shown your grandparents enough respect, I think it's already enough to like, you know, treat each other as if we are really close friends or really good family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, that's cool. Um, it's getting a little bit late, and I saw a couple of things I wanted to talk about, so we won't spend as much time on them. Um, I think that's enough talking about culture. Um, we got some good perspectives. So both of you are a part of study abroad, right? So Jill, Jill, you're here for, for one year. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And then Shota, you're, do you have a four year, um, Shota? Is that right? Yes. I am an F1 student and my plan is to graduate next May. Okay. Got you. Um, so your, your situation is a, a little bit different because a, a common thing is you spend one semester or one year in a different country for study yeah. abroad. But I'm curious, um, why did you guys decide to study abroad or Shota, in your case, come here for four years? Um, and why in Nebraska? <laughs> Well, I have decided to study at UNK because they have an aviation major and it's actually a relatively economical flight school compared to other flight schools in the United States. Mm-hmm. And also, while as a UNK student, obtaining a pilot's license while pursuing a bachelor's degree, it's like hitting two birds with only one stone, which is really effective. And overall, I enjoy the experience very much as a college student here, in spite of the difficulties of constantly hitting the books of both my classes and aviation related. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, what I like to do outside from hitting the books is that I can build relations with many friends from all over the world, especially all thanks to Christian Student Fellowship. They mm-hmm. have that kind of ministry where we all can get the chance to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. So that way, as a college student, it keeps my, it keeps myself busy, really busy within this 24 hours a day, which I do find it better than not doing anything. Okay. Yeah, no... Uh... Uh, Christian Student Fellowship, the international one, is really cool because it's kind of why we're talking right now is because we have an opportunity to get connected in that way. Um, yep, all thanks to CSF. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Jill, why did you decide to study abroad? I always wanted to study abroad, especially in America, because so I just new America from all the movies and I was like oh my gosh it would be so cool to make that experience and my hometown university has a partnership program with UNK mm-hmm. uh, that's why I decided to go to Nebraska we also have a partnership university in New York City and I think in Alabama but I lived in a very big city in Germany for three years. And I, that's why I felt like I don't want to go to New York City because 
I would like to be there for one week or two weeks, but that would be enough. And I like the um, the program for my major here at UNK, so that's why I decided to come here. Cool. Um, have you have you guys like have you enjoyed it? Is it is it fun? Has it been hard at all? It was really fun, but it was hard for me to do all my homework and all of the assignments in English because it took me so long when I had to write something. I knew, okay, when I could do it in German, I would finish this assignment in one hour, mm -hmm. but to do it in English, it took like two more hours to finish everything. So <laughs> it was really hard and especially the my second semester so the semester was very very busy but i enjoyed my time and it was yeah just cool to make that experience and to get to know new people and i really like the system of the university in the states because in germany it's more so it's not very practical and here i learned so many things here that i would never learn in germany so i enjoyed it like what you said so many things you've learned the problem is that um, the universities in germany it's they're more bigger classes and you just have to write papers and so for my major for sports communication i need to learn how to make a radio show or something like that. But in Germany, you would just listen to your teacher and never do it. Oh, okay. So you cannot really practice. At least you're at a private university. So for my bachelor, I was at the private university and I learned so many things. But for my um, graduate study, I was at the, like, at the normal university in Germany and yeah, I just had to listen to all my teachers and I felt like I don't really learn a lot of things and that's why it was really, I really enjoyed to come here and to learn more that I really need to do my job. Yeah. Wait, so did you say, did you say you already have a bachelor's? Yeah, I'm a graduate student. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do. I've been here the whole time. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Shota, fun and versus yeah. hard? Um, I believe I already answered that question. Did you? Like, I don't remember. Like, overall, I enjoy this experience as a UNK student very much, but the only thing I find hard is that as both a student who has to constantly take class and do assignments. I also need to, you know, hit the books of that are aviation related, which affects my knowledge in order to fly. Mm -hmm. So I have to handle two things at once, which makes my day really busy. I see. But sometimes I always prefer taking a break by constantly connecting with other people and all thanks to CSF internationals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, CSF is great. 
it's been yeah it has been awesome what advice would you give someone um if they were going to study abroad just like one or two tips for what might make it a little bit easier well if i were to give advice to people who are thinking of studying abroad yes feel free to study abroad if you really want to because as you study abroad you'll have a chance to live in a complete different world which your overall life experience might not work in that specific country it's like i'm not quite sure if you own a fish in a fish tank but it's just like moving that fish itself in a complete different water tank and you know how a fish feels right mm -hmm. it might be hard at first as you might experience culture shocks or in some cases language difficulties or living difficulties but i'll tell you what a human being is a is an animal of habit so once you are com in a complete different situation but you're in that kind of in situation or environment for numerous days as you get used to it then there you go that's a big win mm -hmm. And that can be taken as or thought as a very big opportunity to gain independence, patience, discipline, and most importantly, a feeling of gratitude. Cool. Jill, what advice do you have? I think I would give the same advice because it's just a great experience. And to study abroad, you can just do it while you're a student in your own country. So it's like the only chance to make that experience. So I would also recommend to go somewhere else and to get to, to, get to know a new culture and new people. And it's just a really, really great experience that you will never forget. And yes. Cool. If you could study abroad anywhere else besides america would you do that like where else would you go or even just just to visit another country not even for study abroad i would like to go to australia because i like the nature and all those animals and yeah i would like to see it Australia's got some awesome animals. We got like bears. That's all we <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Shota, where else would you go if you could study abroad somewhere else? Well, since I've already have experience studying in at least three different countries, Thailand, Japan, and the States, I'm not quite sure if I were to study abroad for the fourth time okay so you not well, study abroad how about just visit a country <laughs> visit a country yeah i want to visit south africa Ooh. okay why south africa well that is the only country well obviously that is the first off that is the only country or the continent i've never been to and what mostly stood me out in South Africa was that obviously it's an English-speaking country and that country was 
famous for the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Mm. And dur- during the football live games I watched in South Africa, I thought, like, there were some scenes, not just about the soccer game, but also maybe some part of um, some part of South African cultures, which really inspired me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I w- want to visit there someday. And also, yeah, Johannesburg as well, such as the, how do I say, which is famous for the big zoos over there, animals of nature and everything. It looks all, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So... Yeah, which is why I want to visit South Africa someday. Gotcha. What about you, Kurt? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, first off, where do you think I should study abroad? Because I might. I don't know for sure. Should I Should I study abroad in your home countries? Or I don't know. Would it be worth it? It depends on what you like. I mean, I think it doesn't matter in which country you would go. You would, in every country, you would make a different experience and learn a lot of new things. But it depends on if you like to be in a very warm area or, I don't know. Okay. So, Shota, what do you think? Um, well, I have to agree with that. I have no other opinions, to be honest. <laughs> okay. So, I've thought about visiting other countries a lot, and there are two I know off the top of my head. I thought there was a third one I wanted to go to, but now I can't remember, so I probably didn't want to go to it that much. Um... I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Um, I think it's really cool scenery um, in Ireland. And I've also wanted to go to Japan. Um, There's some for scenery and also just I really like uh, a lot of Japanese culture. Like, because, you know, like in America, we have like anime and things like that. And I don't know, I think just... Japan is just a, a really unique culture. I will say, though, out of all the languages that I hear at CSF, I think German sounds, like, freaking awesome. And so <laughs> I would probably go to Germany just to hear people talk in German. Like, it just, it sounds, it sounds close to, a, like, American, to American. It sounds close to English. Um like but like different words and it's just like a lot um deeper sounds like richer sounds it just makes me be like i sound so stupid why can't i just talk like the germans they sound so cool but other than that i don't know for sure but i would go just to hear people talk probably (laughs) you should learn more german i mean i've been trying a little bit like i came to your Came to your class a couple times. Yeah, it's true. Now you're now you're going away, so I'm like, uh. and I got it on um, 
the the uh, Duolingo, like the app on the phone to try and learn. And I've done that a little bit. I've done that. The only language I've learned a decent bit is Spanish. I've learned that. I studied that for like two years, um, which isn't a lot, but it's it's a little bit. And then beyond that, like maybe like a few weeks of like French and German and Japanese, but like not hardly that much at all. But I love language. Language is very cool. Hey, Kurt. Yeah. When I was in high school, there is one German artist or German yeah, group band that I listened to. Jill, I think you might know, but if you want to like hear more German language, I will recommend this. I I'll recommend this artist. It's called Rammstein. Do you know Jill? Can you say it again? Rammstein. If oh, I'm pronouncing it's Rammstein. But oh, yeah. Rammstein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's very famous band in Germany. Let me look it you up. Do you do recommend that to Kurt? Rammstein. Mm, yes. So the singer has a very unique voice. It's very deep and but yeah, yeah, very deep. yeah, but yeah. His German sounds really rich, as you mentioned. So yes, yeah, <laughs> recommend. I recommend it. <laughs> John and I, uh, my roommate, we he likes to listen to a lot of interesting things, and so we started listening to to German rap, and that was kind of fun. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to which but artist? I have no idea. I. It's just they would start rapping and be like, "Wow, this is so cool!" <laughs> um, we gotta start wrapping up here soon. Um, I do want to talk about one other thing, which is kind of the the elephant of the room, right? Is that we are all connected over podcasts, like over just computer. We're not meeting in person. And that's because of all this coronavirus stuff going around um which is kind of affecting a lot of us in a lot of different ways um so i just you know i want to know just to give people perspective because i'm sure you guys are at least somewhat aware um first off you know how is how is coronavirus affecting you um and how is it affecting like your family and your country? Because of coronavirus, I had to cancel all my spring break travel plans. And I was so excited to go to California again. Um, and yeah, actually, I would have stayed until May. But now I have to go back to Germany in two days because I feel it's better for me to go back now because I don't know how the situation in May is. So maybe they will cancel all the flights from the US to Germany and so I don't have an opportunity to go back. Um, that's why I decided for myself that I have to go as soon as possible. But the situation in Germany right now is very bad. I think there are more than 23,000 people with a virus and you're not allowed to go outside. You can just go outside when you have to go to work 
or when you have to go grocery shopping and you cannot be outside with more than one person. So you can just be two persons, but you cannot take a walk just in your free time. You really have to stay at home and just go outside for all of those important things like buying groceries or go to work. And so I'm a little bit scared to go back because I feel like in Carney it's safer. Um, but it's also, I'm also afraid to travel by plane for a very long time because there are so many people and yeah, actually I think you should not travel right now, but I have to. And um, that's why I'm a little bit scared because my mom will pick me up from the airport and I don't know if I will get the virus during my travel and then I, so then my mom would get it too because we we're so close in the car together and that's just one thing that really scares me and I also scared that my flight will be cancelled because it was very hard for me to find a flight. Um, to Germany and so that's why I hope I can just go back on Friday without any trouble and problems yeah Jill sorry 23,000 or 2300 that is way more than what Japan or Thailand number of cases are right now so I I actually I have a, somebody posted it earlier. There's an app that tells you the number of cases in each country. Um, where right now... What, what, what is the app called? Uh, I can maybe tell you about it afterward, Shoda. I, th- I don't know okay. for sure. Um, according to this, it says Germany is at 29,000. Um, but yeah, Shoda, it says Thailand. Thailand is only like 700 and japan is only yeah like only three digits yeah so is it and japan has only a thousand so is it like has is it because your country has like more been more prepared for that you think or why well to be honest i have no idea but once the virus itself started spread from china looks as if Japan and Thailand both were prepared for it right away because they're like really close to China. But Mm -hmm. actually, it's kind of a sad story. But in Japan, as mentioned, there are at least 1,000 cases of coronavirus with at least 40 deaths because of it. In fact, Japan itself is the second country to report a confirmed coronavirus case outside China. Mm. And... The first case was mentioned on January 16th. And in Thailand, it's a country that reported the very first case of confirmed coronavirus outside China. So Thailand was the first country. Japan was the second country outside China. Hmm. So, yeah, it's really unfortunate that both my home countries were the first two countries that got affected. And Kurt, you said, sorry. No, go ahead. So you said the app says that in Germany are right now 29,000? Yeah, that's what it says on the okay. app. I don't know because 
I just checked the number um, of the cases like three days ago. So yeah, and the, it was 23,000, but yeah, it's getting more and more and it's very yeah. scary. I'd imagine it grows, but I don't know necessarily that much. So looks like the virus itself started from Asia, moving all the way west to Middle East, Europe, and now in the States. Yeah. America right now um, has the most out of your two countries. So according to this, America is at 46,000 right now, confirmed cases. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But... But America is so much bigger than Germany, you know? So Yeah. Right, right. And that's... Depends so on I where think, you are too. Like if you're in a big city, yeah, small city. Yeah, I think in New York City it's really bad. Yeah, as far as deaths go, um, I think we're at we're at around five hundred deaths out of those forty five thousand. But yeah, a lot of those are in New York has has it the worst. I think New York and then California had it really bad. I don't know as far as if they've had as many deaths, I know they've had a lot of cases, but I think they're starting to, California has a lot more restrictions maybe right now, but it, I don't know. And it depends like some States, because you have the total, right. America um, as a nation has like the federal government, which can regulate some things. Um, and so we, we, each state kind of has to report to that in a lot of ways. But there are some states, like I think Illinois um, has shut down a lot more. Um, and then, yeah, like California and New York. Or, or, I don't know. It's weird, though, because I don't feel like America really prepared for it very well at all. Um, I think we kind of thought it was one of those things where it's like, Oh, that's just on the other side of the world. That'll never come to us. And then when it finally did, we were like, oh no, like, what do we do now? And then we have people, you know, who they start buying out grocery stores and things like before they even know what's actually going on. They just start panicking a lot. And so right now in where I'm at in Nebraska, there are, there are a couple, I think there are, there's either one or two I've heard confirmed cases in Kearney. Um, and so there's, I've heard lots of rumors where maybe Kearney is going to shut down. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. It's rumors, but like, I don't know. We'll have to see. We're, we're still kind of in like a semi quarantine. So like people still go out and stuff. It's just like, it's more encouraged to stay at home, like if you can, kind of. But yeah, it's kind of a, it's really awful situation. Is it um, so like my, my family personally, like my, my two grandparents are pro, like my two sides of my grandparents, um probably are both both at risk i think i would say 
uh, most old people generally are. Um, I have a really young nephew who has some immune issues. He's just got a, a bunch of different things where I don't, I'm still not totally sure how it works because I've heard it. It's mostly the older you are, the bigger the problem. But if a younger person could, if it could affect them, I'd, I've kind of heard both ways, like as far as how severe it is. So I am a little bit worried for like my nephew because he already, he already had a bunch of respiratory problems like earlier in the year and he can't really... He's only like four or five months old, I think. I don't remember. I'm a bad uncle. But like it it's just he he can't really go through another bout. It just would be hard on his body. So I don't know. Do you guys do you guys have stuff like that with your own family or things you'd be worried about? In my family I'm really worried about my grandparents. Because, yeah, they are old and they they cannot go outside to buy groceries. So my mom will do it for them because they really stay inside and they do nothing because they're really scared. Because, I mean, so when I would get the virus, I would probably survive it. Yeah. But when my grandparents would get it they would probably not. And so I think for all the older people and also for the people who are, who have another sickness, it must be way more scary because you really have, you are just afraid that you get the virus and you will die. And yeah, it's just a crazy situation. And I, so when I came here, I would, I never thought that I had to leave Nebraska because of a virus. And it just, yeah. I mean, it's in every country and it's really scary. And I just hope it will be over soon and everything will go into normal again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting any of this to happen. It is all so sudden, it feels like, and it just grew so fast. Shota, do you have anything like with your family or whatever? I guess your countries are more, have been more prepared, um, but anything with your family? Well, yeah answering your question our country is more prepared as before the coronavirus outbreak happened many japanese suffered from flu mm -hmm. during this time of the year between january to probably beginning of march which is why all all japanese no not all but most japanese have a habit of like washing their hands and gargle frequently right after they get from get in the house from outside i think that is why they were like all prepared in, in advance which is why there are like only thousands of cases right now and mm -hmm. 
that is like a really small number compared to the current European or European countries or America. Mm-hmm. And that goes with Thailand too. Many Thailand Thai people keep themselves healthy or clean by frequently eating something spicy. So chili has or something spicy like jalapeno, I suppose, I think could have some effects of fighting against germs in the body. Hmm. So we have that kind of culture of fighting against virus or disease since since long time ago. That's how we prepare for the virus. And fortunately, on the bright side, none of my family got it. And also, that doesn't mean I'm not worried. I'm also worried about my grandparents as well because they are really old and I was worried if, if my grandma would go buy gro- groceries, she might get it mm-hmm. at some point. But actually, my I'm not worried that much because my grandma always wash her hands right after she gets out of the house or buy groceries and has that kind of habit since I was a kid or obviously before I was born. So her chance... I think of suffering from coronavirus symptoms would be around 50% or so. Hmm. But still, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I got you. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a hard situation. I'll have to, hopefully I can still talk with Johnson um, to kind of figure out what's going on in africa too because we kind of have you know the europe asia africa sort of spread out across the world as far as getting different perspectives but yeah it's just you know for me as like for me as a christian this is kind of things where uh, things are really awful but it's kind of like it kind of removes a lot of distractions that normally like affect me. So like I spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about myself, um, being selfish or, um, you know, I say that I, I trust God, but in reality I, I trust like the money in my bank account or, you know, my my friends or things like that and this for me like this this virus is something that i i don't have any control over i can control a little bit like how how it spreads and stuff like i can take precautions um it's kind of one of those things where it it just burns away everything else though that i would normally put my trust in or even if not even realizing I was, but I'm kind of left with, you know, I trust God that he's got a plan and it'll work out in the end, but that's how it doesn't make it easy at all. Um, but yeah, I don't want to end on, on a bad note. Um, and I had another thing I wanted to do 
but I decided I'm not going to do that instead. So as one, one last thing to talk about, actually rephrase first, two things. First, do you guys have any questions for me or any other things that you want me to talk about? Cause it is getting late. And so I want you guys to be able to go to bed and stuff, but I also wanted to give you opportunity. If not, we'll just move on. No. Okay. Shoda, you want to just move on? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Last thing, real quick. Fun thing. Mostly because you'll laugh at me. Um, I want to learn how to say something cool in your guys' language. So what's a... What's I don't know. What's a cool phrase or just something interesting to say? I can share one that it's in Thai language. Oh dear. Okay. Rao rak nai luang. Okay. What what does that mean? We love the monarchy. We love. Oh, we love the king. Is that what you have to say during your uh, pledge of the allegiance or whatever? Actually, no. No, that's just a thing. I mean, we only use that. I mean, that phrase is widely used when it's the king's birthday or when our when our new king is actually elected and mm-hmm. on a special occasion. Okay, got you. Oh, sorry, sidebar real quick. So you guys have a monarchy. America, we have, like, president. Jill, what do, what's, do you guys also have a president or is it a prime minister? So in Germany, we have a democracy and we have like, yeah, we have a president and our, like the highest one is the president, but we also have a Bundeskanzlerin, like Angela Merkel. And she's like the one who goes to all the meetings and is in front of the cameras and everything. Okay. All right. Quick sidebar. Okay, back to okay, Shota. How do, say it again? Rao something. Rao rock. Rao rock. Rock nai luang. Rao rock nai luang. Nai luang. Nai luang. <laughs> it's really hard to pronounce. I understand. I don't know. Keep trying. Say it again. Rao rock nai luang. Rao rock nai luang. Was that close? Kind of, kind of on track. Would, but would you understand me yet? If if someone, if I came up to you in the street, would you understand? Maybe. Some, hey, some maybe. People might understand okay. You, but I, I understand you. Okay. Well, yeah. Because I you talk. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rao rock nai luang. What's the last word? That's the one I'm struggling with. Nai luang. Nai luang. Nai luang. Yeah. Nai Luang. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Rao right. Rock Nai Luang. Nai Luang. Yep. Okay. Yes. Long live the king or whatever it was. I don't, I don't yep. remember. Yeah. Long live the king. Okay. Nice. Jill, you got anything interesting? Hmm. So if you want to be very cool and. Yes, um... I want to be very cool. <laughs> And I, when you talk to a friend you and you want to say hi, 
in a very cool way, you would say, was geht, Alter? Okay. Was geht, Alter? So, was? Was? Geht? Geht? Alter. Alter. Was yeah. geht, Alter? Yeah. Was geht, Alter? Is that right? Yeah. Was geht, Alter? Okay, what does that mean? Is it just? It's like, it's just like to say. Hey, what's going on? But in a very cool way. And you would just say it to like younger people and friends. So you would not say it to your parents or to teachers. <laughs> Come into the class. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I could, I'm trying to think if I, I can maybe give you guys like a weird word or something. Or maybe like slang or something. I don't know. Which would you rather have for learning something in America? You guys are smart. You already know everything in America anyway. So do you, do you, have you guys ever heard the uh, what's up, homies? If you heard that before. Yeah. What's up, homie? What's up, homies? Oh, yeah. I heard of that. Okay. But haven't thought of the meaning. Okay. Or maybe like. I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think of like every slang word I know and combining them into one sentence, but it's, it's not working very well. <laughs> Something like, uh, wh or what, what, what's popping, homies? Check out my new crib or something like that. If that would be, you could try and say that. There you go. Shota, do you even know what that, what, what does that even mean? Do you think, Shota? What's up, homies? What's poppin', homies? Have you seen my new crib? Oh, what's poppin', homies? Um, homies, like, uh, a person who you refer to either as a family member, no, not a family member, but a really close friend who you consider a family member or a group member. And what's poppin' is like, what is going on or what's popping up around you or what's happening around you, mm -hmm. I guess. Have you heard that last part before? Um, check out my crib. Do you know what that means? Oh, check out my crib. Yeah. So my crib is like my home. Or is it? Mm -hmm. So what is crib? Well, I mean, literally, like a crib, you know, is like what, like a baby my... sleeps in a crib, right? But yeah, but in, in this in meaning, slang, it's, it's like, like my it's like your house. Yeah, my home. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, no one, no one around here would actually say that. But that those are technically that is a sentence you could say. It, it'd be like, "Hey, how's it going? Have you seen my house?" That would be how you would say it normally. But I don't know. I can't think of any weird like English words that you guys don't already know. Like, have you heard the word juxtapose? I believe you already know this phrase, Kurt. It's uh, mm -hmm. on the fleek. On the fleek. Isn't that... I don't actually know if I know that. That's like... Isn't that something like it's like it's on point or like it, it looks good or something like that? I have no idea. Dude, I, 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 I grew up... and I grew up under a rock. I don't know anything about slang. <laughs> on the fleek means like you look great you look fashionable or 
you mostly say that someone who is wearing a suit or something really formal mm-hmm. or I remember someone saying to one of the MCs at the at the International Foods Festival that he's on the fleek like he's wearing a mm. really cool suit and a necktie and yeah cool Okay, can can someone can someone of you tell me what does you trying to kick it means? Trying to kick it? Yeah. Kick it? Yeah. Oh. So is it like do you uh, want to hang out? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone were to ask you like hey, you want to kick it at my place? Like that would be like do you want to hang out with me? Okay. We got and see, I'm not the person to ask because I don't know all of this anyway. Because so <laughs> you're from Nebraska. <laughs> I know. In Nebra- okay, Nebraska slang is ope. We say that word all the time. It's just ope. Like whenever you, I bumped into you, ope. I, it, anything like ope. the store's closed. Like, ope, I guess the store's closed. Or... <laughs> I like that word. Do you know Gangnam Style? Ope, 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 oh, ope, Gangnam Style. Right. You said ope. That actually reminded me of that song. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys, you guys know, you guys know Mary Poppins, right? The uh, mm-hmm. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Can you can you say that word? Have you practiced that one? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It was not right, but. That's okay. No, you, you would never <laughs> use that word anyway. Shota, do you know how to say that word? Oh, sorry, say what? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, no, 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 no. I need to read I found it first. One that you don't know. You have to try. I have a song stuck now. <laughs> oh, say it again, say it again. <laughs> Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Super Cali. Oh, that that's too long. You should type it in the chat, and then I'll try to read it. Oh, okay, okay. Hang on, real quick. Um, I have no idea how to spell it. But what is the meaning of oh, this come long? On. Kurt, what is the meaning? Aladocious. <laughs> uh, good question. It is a word. As far as I know, it's just nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. Which I think okay. they talk about in the song. It's like it, it's like, was it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? And it's like something about the sound of the word is quite atrocious. Like it, it, it just, it, it's a made up word. Yeah. Shota, okay. are you gonna try? Of course. Yeah. I typed it into the uh, where the audio is recording. Okay, super Cali fragilistic apilodoxius. <laughs> Did I say it right? No, but it was it was good. That's what I was wanting. Well, the, f- the first part was good. Yeah, you were doing really well, and then the last like half, like you just kind of freestyling. That's How do you okay. pronounce the C? I, the K or the S? The what? 
How do you pronounce the C in the uh, Docius? Is it K or S? Oh, Docius or Docius? Docius. Docius. Yeah. So it's super, super califragilistic apilladocius. <laughs> Hang on. Super califragilistic. Oh, I might have spelled it wrong. That might be why. <laughs> you uh, did spell super it wrong. Califragilistic. Oh no! See, that's why I sounded so bad. See, no one knows how to spell it though. Yeah. There's a there's an extra. Let me try one more time. Say something which you cannot spell it. That's not English. Super califragilistic. Hang on. X E Alidocious. All right. Here's my second attempt. See if it see what see what pops up this time when you say it. Supercalifragilistic. Ex- oh, sorry. Excuse me. No, you were going good, man. Super supercalifragilistic expelladocious. I think <laughs> I, I'm going to say that you passed on that one. I I have no idea how to spell it. The first okay, the first one was definitely my bad. I like left out like one syllable, so that's why <laughs> it was so wrong. But I, you know, I don't even, I, I can't even remember what, okay, what, one last time. So it was Ra, Ra, what was, what was the phrase? I got to remember this. Shota, what was it? Ra, something. Rao. 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 Rock. Leong or something. Is that close? <laughs> Rao Rock Nai Luang. Rao Rock Nai Luang. Okay. Yeah. And then Jules was Vas. Vas Gate Aita. Vas Gate Aita. Yeah, Aita. Vas Gate Aita. Something yeah. like that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Um. I think we've had enough fun. It's getting late. Uh, any last thoughts? Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, thank you for, thank you. Oh yeah, thank you for this wonderful time. Shoda, I was gonna, I was gonna have someone else be on for you, but he couldn't make it. So, thank you for stepping up. No worries. Um, Always love to help. Thank you. All right, I guess I, you know. Farewell. Stay safe, everybody. <laughs> Neil, you're going back to Germany pretty soon. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Thank you and too. For all the time we spent, and have a nice flight. Thank you so much. Thanks. We're gonna be praying for you and get a safe flight and all that jazz. Tschüss. Thanks. Yay! Yeah. Tschüss. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It's That's good. goodbye in German. Yes, it's. What is it? Tschüss. Tschüss. Mhm. Okay. Tschüss. Tschüss. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. See ya. Hey guys, Kurt here. Just wanted to clarify a couple things that were mentioned throughout the podcast. I need to make a few corrections, mostly due to my own ignorance, which is not really a big surprise, but you know, it's the way life goes sometimes. First of all, in regards to the colors on the American flag and their meaning, 
Um, yeah, I had no idea what I was talking about. I could not, for the life of me, remember what we talked about in high school. So, based on a small amount of Google research, um, the various colors have to do more along the lines of innocence and valor and justice and things along those lines. Um, but I would encourage you to look those up on your own if you are really interested. Secondly, in regards to writing down your race on um, various legal documents, I must admit that that is something I really don't think about when I uh, when I fill things out. I really just kind of I just kind of do it naturally so it doesn't even really cross my mind. So if you are interested in that, I would encourage you, to look that up more as far as what's the point of asking those questions in regards to race and ethnicity and, and things along those lines. And I must apologize for the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious by saying it is a nonsense word because according to Google it says it is an adjective that means extraordinarily good or wonderful. But quite frankly, I don't really feel like bothering to read through the lyrics of the song, so maybe there's some more meaning in there. But I'll leave that up to you as far as whether or not you want to research it, as with the other things discussed. And yes, please do not murder me. I am well aware that the S in Illinois is silent. It is not Illinois. And really the last thing I needed to update um, was just the numbers in regards to coronavirus. Um, as I said earlier... This was recorded roughly three weeks ago. Um, I'm actually recording this outro about two weeks before the release of this episode. I don't really want to just give you numbers because by the time of this episode, it they will be outdated again. Just know that it really has been growing exponentially. Um, it's very dangerous. The U.S. by far has the most amount of cases. Um, Germany is also up there still quite a bit. Um, at the time of this recording, the U.S. Is, has the most, and Germany has the fourth most. Japan and Thailand, um, again, numbers have been growing, but they still are very low relative to the rest of the world. In regards to how things have changed for the three of us in this episode, um, Jill did make it back to Germany. Um, Shota, I believe, is still planning on staying in America and I am also uh, you know obviously I live here but I did move back home recently and by the time this episode goes out I will be out of a two-week quarantine just as a safety precaution that my family had me take. Shota did some traveling I think so he also went into quarantine but he'll be out of quarantine by the by the time this episode's out. But yeah I mean things are Things are still really crazy in the world right now. Um, so please, please, please be responsible. Um, I know it's not the funnest thing, but all the talk that they're saying about social distancing and things like that, I like it. Even if you don't have it, um, we're kind of in a better safe than sorry situation right now. So it's really not that much of an inconvenience to... You know who who knows how long this this will play out, but at least for the next month or so, like just stay home. It's it's just better that way. Don't go out unless you have to. My home state of Nebraska is actually one of the lowest states right now in regards to cases of coronavirus. I believe we are the at the time of this recording we are the seventh lowest. Um, 
good on you, Nebraskans, for being as responsible as you can. And shout out to just all the people here and across the world who are who are working hard to kind of get this situation as manageable as possible. Yeah, that's really all I got as far as comments with that goes. I did want to bring up, um, like I said earlier, Johnson's audio did not work, so we didn't get that perspective from Africa that we were hoping for. But in the end, what I decided to do is I was going to have... There's a South Korean student named Sijun who I was going to have be on the podcast instead of Shota, but he couldn't make it work. So I just had Jill and Shota for this talk. But then I also did an individual interview with both Sijun and Johnson. They were about 40 minutes each. Um, just to keep giving you more perspective on different cultures. We didn't talk near as much about study abroad or uh, the virus or anything like that, but it was still a lot of good perspectives to figure out. South Korea and America both have a very interesting history, so that was really cool to learn more about. Johnson has lived in a couple different countries in Africa, but really it's just uh, the culture in Africa is so much different than America in most places, so so it's a really enlightening thing to listen to. Um, yeah, that's what's coming next time. Thank you for listening today, and... I hope you all have a wonderful day.